Welcome back to another episode of the Beauty Hunters podcast. This is part two of episode four, where we were diving into the aftermath of the 48-hour time challenge. So if you haven't listened to part one, we recommend you go back and listen to episode four first. So now that you have found where your time goes, we plan to shift gears in this episode and give you three strategies to help you reclaim those precious hours that might not be serving your dreams or visions. Are you creative, but feel stuck and tired of not having enough time and money to create? Do you dream of your content making a significant impact on those around you? At the end of the day, are you frustrated that you have no energy left to be creative? You are not alone. Welcome to the Beauty Hunters Podcast, where we explore life's beautiful moments to awaken your creative heart. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Michelle Rose, fellow creative souls who have broken out of the daily grind and are living full-time in our creative pursuits. We understand the struggle and are here to guide you with inspiring stories and strategies on the path to vibrant creativity. So if you're ready to take your creativity to the next level and release it into the world, then grab your coffee, tune in, and let's create a more beautiful world together. We've hit our launch goal of 50 reviews. Massive thank you to everyone who listened, left us a review, and helped us get the word out. We couldn't have done that without you. We're super grateful for everyone that helped last week. We want to give a shout out to GalGirl11 for the awesome review, and it says this. If you have ever wanted to listen to conversation around you and inspire that right brain, this is the podcast for you. Jonathan and Michelle give such great inspiration to help you tap into that creative side. Well, thank you, GalGirl11. Every review helps us spread the message that your creativity makes the world a more beautiful place. And if you've been inspired by the Beauty Hunters podcast, please subscribe and drop an Apple podcast review today. Before we dive into this episode, we would like to wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving. This is one of my favorite creative expressions each year when I get to put together a holiday meal plan and execute it in a way that everyone feels welcome. So with that said, welcome everyone. We are grateful for all of you and hope that you all have a wonderful and inspired Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite times of the year, uh, just because we get to slow down and focus on being grateful. And I love the holidays for that. Gratitude is some of the the easiest low-lying fruit of beauty hunting. Yeah. Because if you can plug into being grateful for the things around you, you're one step closer to celebrating those things. And then you get to participate in the things that you celebrate. And it's so much easier to find inspiration around you if you have an attitude of gratitude. I got all rhymey there. Attitude of gratitude. And if you celebrate the people around you. Yeah, I really like that perspective. So thank you for that, Jonathan. Now let's go ahead and look into and address the aftermath of that 48-hour time change from last week. Yeah, we're going to get real about where your time disappears. And the first thing we want to tell you is this. Now that you've done the 48-hour challenge... We want you to throw away the paper. Yep, you heard me right. Throw it away. I know it was blood, sweat, and tears if you did that challenge, but you don't need the evidence of where your time went. You will be a hard enough critic of yourself without it. The purpose of the challenge was just for data collection. And now that you have it, what do you do with the data now? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I did the 48-hour challenge, 
I actually wasn't super surprised about where my time went. However, what I was surprised about was how much time was not serving my goals and my dreams. I'm already not the sort of person to spend much time watching television or being on social media. However, I found out that I spent a lot of my time serving other people's dreams, which I do absolutely love to do, by the way. So what I found out was I was spending more time doing that than I actually thought. So in fact, I didn't even leave any time for my own dreams. And I had to ask myself, how can I make time for others without the sacrifice of my own time? And we're about to show you how, and it isn't what you expect. So Jonathan, why don't you go ahead and share that first strategy? You know, it's not what you expect because most plans for time management look something like, hey, just be more efficient at doing more. And then you end up more busy all the time. But we're not going to do that. Like you said, we want you to take that paper and throw it in the trash. Now that you've disposed of it, set it on fire, whatever way you ceremoniously uh, got rid of your 48-hour challenge, let's look at the time that you used up that only you can do. We don't want you to touch that because there's definitely those things in your life that have to get done and they're your responsibility to do them. However, what items of your time can be done by others? Is there a kid going on a missions trip that you can hire for yard work? It might be a tax write-off if giving the money directly to the church or a missions organization. Uh, disclaimer, we are not tax advisors. Um, but just be creative. You might find that there's some creative solutions around you for ways that you can get some of that time back by letting it be done by others. Or maybe even trade services with somebody using up your creativity for the trade. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Lots of you guys, maybe photographers, songwriters out there, maybe someone needs a podcast jingle for their podcast or, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you may be able to just trade for some work, do some crafts for somebody. If you're a crafter, do some thoughtful cards for someone for the holidays that might want something bespoke and handmade. I mean, there's tons of ways that if you just engage that creativity a little bit, you can find ways to trade for work or to let somebody else do some work for you. Yeah. So let's talk about strategy two. And it involves accepting. This is the part I absolutely cringe inside about when I heard it introduced to me first. So I just want to say that before I get started. But strategy number two involves accepting what you're willing to be bad at. And so let me go ahead and explain this because I am a perfectionist and a people pleaser. So this strategy is not something that um, works naturally with my bend in life. <laughs> But when I experienced the benefits, man, it was just wonderful. I'm willing to be bad at a lot of things now. <laughs> so I needed to find just a few minutes in a week for creativity back in the day. And it occurred to me one day that if I let the dishes sit in the sink overnight, just one night a week, and I was allowing myself to do them the next evening, I was able to buy back 20 minutes of my week. So I let myself be bad at the dishes one night a week. And then I also let myself be bad at cooking dinner one or two nights a week so that I could use a microwave paleo dinner. They now, microwave dinners have become pretty fantastic. You can find a couple of good ones out there. And so the meal itself, it fit my nutritional standards, but I was able to give myself those 20 minutes from cook time and the cleanup time. And then that bought me a total of about a one hour a week that I could use for creative pursuits. And so I hope everyone can see where I'm going with this. These little tasks that you are willing to be bad at can definitely add up. 
Yeah, I love this concept. Uh, one of the things I chose to be bad at, well, several things that I chose to be bad at, was social media and just calling people back or responding to text messages. I leave my notifications off 95% of the time on my phone. And then I'll go several times a day and I'll just batch respond to things. Yeah, that means I'm going to be bad at getting back to people. I'm not going to get back to them right away. And maybe they feel like they got left out or that I'm not attentive to whatever their text message was. But that bought me not only my time, it bought me back my attention to focus on my creativity. So I love this concept of how we can let things slide to make room for creativity. By consciously freeing up even just 20 minutes a week, you're shifting mental space towards your creative passions. It's like a snowball effect. Once you begin, more and more creativity tends to follow. It's like pulling those tissues out of the box. Once you pull one, you find another. So it's not just about time, but it's about creating that mental environment for our creativity to flourish. Yeah, precisely. It's a mindset shift towards prioritizing what truly matters, you know, which is the perfect segue for our last strategy for today. And it is for those who spend a lot of their time socializing. Other people are really, truly a big part of our creative journey, and it really matters. But sometimes we feel torn between that social time and the time we get to spend on our creative projects. So what if I told you that you could have both? Why not do a social activity around something inspirational for a project? Like a friend of mine, we both went out to the botanical gardens so that we could get inspired by things. And then we sat and talked about creativity and what those things inspired us into for about an hour. It was just great. And so you can go to a park, you can go to a museum, you can go to a concert. And, and sometimes you just have to kind of think about what avenue would be a good one for what, you're, what project you're trying to work towards. But do you have a friend that can get involved in your creative project? Knowing all of you listeners out there, you've helped plenty of people on their creative ventures. Why not invite them into yours? This goes for family as well. Sometimes we feel too vulnerable to let others into our creative process. I know I have. But I know that when I've let others in, I've been blown away with the results. And I think this is a great time of year to practice that strategy. Families are going to be getting together, sharing meals, hanging out for the holidays. You know, maybe rather than just doing the default, you know, have the game on and fall into a tryptophan coma from all of your turkey Maybe just have a crafting area set up in one of your rooms and invite some of your family members to just do something with you. Put out some bottles of wine and you guys can all paint something together. Whatever your area of creativity is, you know, just make some space for it and see if you can invite others into that time. Yeah, we always like to have gingerbread uh, house contests on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there have been some epic gingerbread houses. Um, so let's recap. Strategy number one. Evaluate what you can delegate or hire others to do for you to make room for your creative dreams. Number two, challenge yourself to be bad at something every once in a while and see how that opens up space in your time, but also space in your mental capacity for your passions. And number three, how can you make your creativity into a social activity? The key here is to look at your time. See if what matters most to you is where your time is being invested. And if not, make just one shift this week. And then next week, make one more shift. And before you know it, you have an avalanche of time and mental space for your creativity. I bet you'll be blown away with how much those creative juices get going once you just make those one shifts. 
Yeah, it's definitely one of the ways that a lot of small changes over the years have led to our creativity in our own lives just being a strong force. If you like these three strategies for reclaiming lost hours in your time, please share this episode with somebody. We wanted these tips to be unconventional because typical time management advice usually leaves us busier. It looks like wake up earlier, stay up later, you just do more with the time that you have. And we know that you guys already hustle enough. We hope this episode has left you encouraged and hopeful. And we'd love to hear about your experiences with the 48-hour challenge or some of those small shifts that you're making in your time. So drop a post on our social medias, leave a comment somewhere. We'd love to hear your journey and also hear how we can help you tackle your creative dreams. Yeah, and before we go, Jonathan and I wanted to announce that we will be attending this week a gender reveal party for our first grandbaby. That's right. That's one of the things that maybe some of our listeners don't know about us. We are soon-to-be grandparents. That's right. And so here's a fun thing that we're going to do this week. I'm not quite sure which day we're going to put it on socials, but we're going to put a post out there because Jonathan and I have been told to dress in pink or blue based on what gender we think this grandbaby is going to be. Yeah. And so we want to hear some feedback from the community. We're going to put up a poll and want you to vote. Should we dress pink or should we dress blue? And we'll go with whatever the poll says. So if you want to hear the gender of the baby, tune in next week and we'll be sharing with you our great news. Thank you for joining us on the Beauty Hunters podcast. We hope this episode has inspired you. Before you go, please hit that subscribe button and share us with your friends. If you want to support the show, the best way is to leave us a review on iTunes. You can connect with us on socials at the Beauty Hunters Podcast. Until our next encounter, always remember that your creativity will make the world a more beautiful place. Beauty Hunters.